God bless you, those who are viewing over the web. And today, we only have two more days after this, but today, like all the rest of the days, people just keep coming in. Thank all of you so much. You don't know how much of an encouragement it is. But without these morning sessions, it's quite possible that I would not have been up and ready and engaged for the day. And it could have been that all of the work that I needed to do in October, it could have taken two or three months to do it. But I've been getting a lot of extra time at work. And so thank all of you for encouragement for coming. I hope that you found an opportunity during this month. As many of you that are viewing over the web, I know you're consistently watching every morning, getting up and, 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 and hearing the word of the Lord for this for this first, you know, if you don't put God number one in your day, most likely he's not number one in your life. And getting this fresh start in the morning, it's so important to set the tone of our day. So I want to thank you for doing that. And most likely you found, like, like many others have told me, that you found a, a, a time, a season to discipline your life a season to begin some things and to really seek God over some things. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what it's designed to do. Jesus has a plan, and he's coming back soon. I believe it with all of my heart. I would be shocked if he didn't come back the next 50 to 100 years, and that's pretty soon on the big scale of things, and he may come a lot sooner. But we need to be prepared, and a part of our duty is to make sure that we accomplish all we can for him in our generation. That's why we've taken this opportunity here this fall, and we have set aside some time to discipline ourselves and to offer ourselves to God for change. We believe that God wants to change us. In fact, the whole, the whole message of, of, of discipleship, once you get born again, once you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, is a message of changing, disciplining yourself, weeding out of the things of, of the old man and, uh, and the old habits and rebuilding in our life new habits, going through a process of transformation, a process of metamorphosis, so that we go from where we are to where God wants us to be. And we have done that by breaking up the life of Joseph into 30 steps. 30 steps to success in life. You know, we've talked about things like dreaming. We've asked God to unleash our imagination as we need to every time we come to a place where we see that something in our life is not pleasing to God or something in our life isn't working the way it ought to, something in our life needs to change in our world, then we just ask God, Lord, rather than me change it to be something else, Lord, that's no good, you know, just because you know what doesn't work does not mean you know what does work. It just means you know one thing that doesn't work. There may be another 5,000 things that don't work. I've had people tell me, well, I know, well, I know how to do that. Believe me, I have failed at that before. I know how to do it. No, all you know is how to fail. You don't know how to do it until you've succeeded. Okay? Because there are plenty of ways to fail at something. We need to go to God when we need change and say to God, God, you know, rather than me changing this to, to another form of failure, to another way that doesn't work, Lord, give me your plan. What do you want, Lord? Unleash my imagination to think outside of my boundaries, to think outside of the realm that I may be uh, limited to. And Lord, give me a dream beyond my imagination even. And as God does that, we begin to meditate on it. We begin to apply his word during that meditation. Just like Psalms 19 says, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, my Lord and my Redeemer. Meditate. And as you consider the word of God in light of the dream of God, it will begin to build in you a picture of God. It will begin to build in you, uh, you know, a, a, a step you can take. And it'll weed out through that process of meditation. It'll weed out the stuff that's not God. It'll separate the wheat from the chaff in your life. And as it does, then you 
come up with a clear something that you can do about it. And that clear something will begin with you owning that dream, owning the pursuit, beginning the pursuit. And it comes with a declaration, with an expression that that's what I'm going to do. That's what's going to happen. This is it. Just like Mary, be it unto me according to your word. That's where it begins for her. That's where it begins for you as well. And then we add these elements to our life. We've talked about these elements. We've talked about the the importance of relationships and the importance of presenting ourselves a first impression, how important it is to we don't turn people off that God's sending our way simply because we are, we are uh, not conscious of a first impression. And then we also talked about participation, character, humility, endurance, kindness, candidness, influence, faithfulness, flexibility perspective, how important it is to see the big picture and realize that not everything that happens to you is all about you. You know, even though it affects you, it may not be about you. You know that once you get born again, once you get saved, once you're on your way to heaven, listen to me now. I I know that it may be affecting you, but it may not be about you. Oftentimes when people come into a church, especially when they're coming, uh, you know, looking for a new church to join, they'll come in and they'll say, you know, well, you know, I, I didn't like that song that they sang that morning. Well, you know, if you're saved and on your way to heaven, it might not have been about you. It might have been about that one person out there, you know. Uh, a guy asked me one time, he said, what do you think about this rock and roll Christian music? I said, well, I think about it about like I think about this country western Christian music. You know, everything's got a beat to it and you can categorize almost anything from contemporary to hip hop to, to rap to, you know, to, to country to southern gospel. That's basically what I was kind of talking about. You know, it's got this kind of, you know, barbershop quartet-ish four-part harmony kind of thing going on. And uh, what difference does it make what I think about it? Is it reaching people for Christ? Probably people not like me, and I may not like that particular song. But you know, it might not be about me. And if we make everything all about us, you're going to miss the big perspective. You will never be successful in the kingdom of God. Because the Bible says if you want to be great, you are going to have to be the servant, not the one that is served all the time. You know, well, you know, that message that preacher preached, you know, I just, uh, oh, I tell you what, it just didn't do a thing for me. Well, maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe it was for that person that came in off the street that was sitting there, that that morning they had a gun in their mouth and they were going to blow their head off, but they prayed to God. God and told God, I'll give him one more chance. And maybe they even said to God, if he, if he preaches on the little woman with the issue of blood, then I'm going to know it's you. And maybe that's why the preacher changed his message just before the service. That happens. It happens. Perspective. We need to back up and realize that there are a lot of things we don't know. A lot of things we don't know. And God has a plan and keep it in our perspective that just because it affects us doesn't necessarily mean it's all about us then we talked as well about confidence we talked about meekness about adding an element of routine to our life we call that being normal not being weird spooky and strange many times success escapes and evades people who just don't do simple things who just don't add a normal to their life who you know maybe uh, have you ever met somebody that doesn't have a job and they give you 19 reasons why they can't take the six jobs they're being offered right now and yet they're looking for somebody to give them some money huh that's not normal okay that's not normal I tell you, if you don't have a job, you have a 40-hour-a-week job finding one, okay? If you need a job and you need to provide for your family, then you need to go out and add some normal to your life. It's normal for people to, you know, go to school, graduate. Normal, it is. You know, get, get, get some education under their belt. Then to apply themselves in some work or some adventure of life that is productive, 
not just existent, productive. It's normal to pay your taxes. It's not normal not to pay your taxes. It's normal to be a functioning part of society. It's not normal not to be a functioning part of society. Add this routinization to your life. Joseph did. We talked about the importance of speaking the language of your listeners to be articulate. We talked about uh, having a plan and then working that plan. We talked about being attentive and restrained. We talked about the necessity of struggle to bring forth the best in life. We also talked about fear and being strategic. Yesterday we talked about patience, how important it is to be patient. Patient. You know, not not to accept almost as good enough simply because we're anxious to get it over. Just like Joseph, when his ten brothers had bowed before him, you know, his vision was, his dream was, all those years ago, that 11 of them would bow. And so he had to be patient. He knew it's not over yet. Go back home and get little Ben. I, gotta, I just have to continue to be patient because the full and complete will of God has not been accomplished yet. Oh, I could accept this, and no doubt I'm anxious, and no doubt I'd like to get this over with, and I'd just like to get the project finished. You ever meet somebody that's just a finisher? They're a project finisher? Not necessarily do they do the best job, but they just want to get the job finished. That's what they're focused on. Let's just get finished. No, be patient. Be patient. If you're not patient, you could miss the will of God. Because you see, if you have the will of God and you take anything away from it, add anything to it, it's no longer the will of God. If you take the word of God and take anything away from it or add anything to it, it's no longer the word of God. So, for us to accomplish the will of God, we need to accomplish what God's will is, not 90% of it. And a lot of that has to do with us just being patient. Patient. Being patient. Today we're going to look at another element and this element listen this element is one of the strong keys to success in life in fact we see it written in the king james version of the bible this concept translated sometimes as the word patience you know when you read the word patience in the king james bible sometimes it means basically the ability to just you know uh wait okay sometimes it means wait and sometimes it doesn't mean wait In fact, such is the case in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and in verse 12. The Bible says, be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That Greek concept of patience in Hebrews 6, 12 has nothing to do with just waiting. It has something to do with being a little more aggressive, a little more assertive. It is is more the term of the element we're having today, and that is the element of persistence. To remain constant under pressure. To just keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Persistent. Even though the tides are against you, persistent. To keep on keeping on. Not not just the ability to endure. And not just the ability to wait but rather the ability to continue forward despite what it might look like, despite what you might feel like, that you're just able to keep on keeping on because victory is yet ahead. You just have to keep on keeping on. Persistent to continue knocking, seeking, and asking until the door is opened, until you find, until you are given, until you receive. To be proactive in that consistency persistence we're told that even a little rudder 
A little rudder on a ship, we're told in the book of James. A little rudder in a sh- on, 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 on the back of a huge ship can turn that ship, can turn that huge pile of metal. How does it do it? Well, if you'll turn that rudder and set that rudder to a different course, oh, you may not think that you're turning, and it may not look like you're turning, but no matter the wind, no matter the waves, it might take a little longer. You might have to hold it there a little bit harder, and, and you, you might need to be a little bit stronger to, and, and have a little more resolve to hold it over. But if you'll wait, just just wait and keep on holding on to that. It will begin with the persistence of that rudder turned to a new direction. Soon you'll begin to see that ship cut the water and it'll begin to turn. And you can bring your life to a whole new course. It might not look like it. Many people turn the rudder this way and it's not turning. So they turn it this way and the, and the ship's not turning. And they wait a little while and they turn it this way and they turn it that way. And they wonder, why isn't it turning? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. No, you turn it to the course of God. And you just be persistent. And you just realize that if you'll just hold that little rudder, that tongue, the Bible says, is your rudder. If you'll just hold that little rudder over there, if you'll just keep on on that course, Soon, your life will begin to change, and you'll come to a whole new course. That's the way life is. In Genesis, in the 44th chapter and in verse 17, the Bible says, but he said, Joseph said, far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup was found, he shall be my slave. And as for you, Go up in peace to your father. My goodness. You see, Joseph is committed to the plan. He is consistent. He is persistent. He's going to play this game right to the end. I mean, he's got all of his brothers now. They've bowed down before him. He's got everything so far with the exception of his dad and, and his family. The rest of the family hadn't accomplished that yet. And so he, he has ne- neither has he seen evidently what God wants him to see. Maybe he doesn't know what he's going to do in his heart, but he is going to play one more round. He's going to, okay, I'm willing to, I'm willing to be persistent in this approach. God gave him an approach. Just keep sending them back home until all of it's accomplished. And he goes, okay. So here he's, he's send them home again. Send them home again. Got to get dad back down here. And here in a minute, he, uh, it, later on, he's going to see Judah break. But until that moment, he has to be relentless. He has to be persistent. He has to continue to play the game by the rules. He has to continue with his tough love. He just has to be persistent. He has to be consistent. It's almost like a parent raising children. You have to be consistent and at times you have to be persistent. And if you're not consistent and persistent, you're going to end up not accomplishing what you could accomplish if you would have just kept on going persistent, playing the game to the end. You see, the Bible says we will reap in due season if we faint not. We will reap. You will get where you're going. You'll you'll achieve the harvest that you hoped for. You will accomplish what you set out to do if you can just continue down the road. Keep on doing what it was that you were told to do. Just be persistent. Persistence. It's like that 
little woman, the Bible says, who went to the judge and said, avenge me of mine adversary. I'm being done wrong. And the judge says, nah. So she just goes back and says, hey, help me out, judge. Avenge me of my adversary. Nah. Judge, help me. Avenge me. <laughs> Avenge me. Help me. Judge on my behalf. I'm being done wrong. Nah. Judge. The Bible says that the judge re responded something like this. Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet... Just because the continual coming of this little woman has wearied me and will wear me down because of her importunity, because of her persistence, I'm going to judge in the matter. And the Bible says as well that if this unrighteous judge would judge make a judgment just because of this little woman continuing to ask him, how much more shall this righteous God in heaven avenge his children who cry unto him night and day, who are persistent? God will move on the behalf of a persistent, a persistent prayer, a persistent person. His children, be persistent. Let's make our overcomers confession this morning. Let's make it strong from our heart. Today in two more days, I'm hoping you will continue with your own confession or this confession for the rest of your life. Let's make it together. You ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. What can you do about your day? Well, determine today that you're not going to be derailed. You're not going to be detoured. You're not going to be depressed or disillusioned to the point where you abandoned the pursuit of God's will for your life. Don't abandon your dream. The Bible tells us that God, He doesn't weary. He doesn't faint. Let's be like God. Be persistent. Make your confession continually through the day. Luke, the 12th chapter, verse 43, simply says this, that blessed is the person who, when the Lord comes, he finds him doing what he left him to do. Persistent. God bless you.